for me, it became a lot. And then I think I just asked you because it was something that I had been thinking about in my head, which was, am I enough? Yeah. Like, can can you have fun with just me? Like, am I enough to, can you be alone with just me and that be enough and that be okay? Or do you need to fill your time with everybody else and I'm I'm not enough? Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden Next Jay Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations. We might be the same sex, but we have different opinions. Yeah, and welcome back for another episode of Eden Next Jay Unfiltered. I can't believe. I know. I was just going to say, I can't believe we're on season two, episode nine. I know. But yeah, let's get you your horns. (laughs) Give me my flowers, aka my horns. (laughs) But yeah, I can't believe we made it to a ninth episode. The last episode, if you haven't heard it yet, go check it out. It's really, really fun. We give some interesting dating advice, but from the perspective of bad dates, which are inevitable sometimes. Um, we kind of get a bit unfiltered about some of our bad date experiences. Yes, it's been well received mm-hmm. online. Has but- it? <laughs> has it though? Because uh, I think you need to explain to the people what has happened uh, well, since the last podcast. What has happened is that I talked about how toxic some, not uh, all, not all, but some, some <laughs> gold star lesbians can be, and all of a sudden now gold star lesbians are after me. So. <laughs> They're throwing their stars at you with yeah. little daggers. It's, just, it's so stupid, but I mean, whatever, to each their own. But I think it's an important, if anything, that just shows me that it, it's an important conversation to have if it's yeah. stirring up so much within the community. Well, th- we don't have a problem with gold stars. It always just came down to the terminology itself. We don't agree with, we both don't agree with, because yeah. a lesbian is a lesbian. If that is your choice, it doesn't matter how you got there. Mm-hmm. And there shouldn't be a gold quote-unquote standard to what a lesbian is you that's just a sexuality well that's what i mean and it's so judgmental and it's discriminatory at the Mm -hmm. end of the day so i feel like that's why people are getting not people but some gold star (laughs) lesbians are getting offended the g in lgbt does not stand for gold star lesbian (laughs) (laughs) although maybe they might claim it But, you know, I'm proud of you for speaking your truth, and that's why Unfiltered exists, so we can live in our truth and speak some of our honest opinions and have conversations that, you know, we have in general. And I think that was really, like, honest, and uh, yeah, I got your back. Thanks, baby cakes. The amount of uh, times you've had to have my back in the comments about (laughs) being a bisexual and you know, coming from your past biphobia, you know, I'm really proud of you. Thank you. And I will say there's a lot of bisexuals coming to our defense in yeah. the comments as well. So, yeah, yeah, I constantly feel attacked. I've been mm-hmm. discriminated towards. Um, you hit the nail on the coffin. Thank you for speaking about this. No one's talking about it. So yeah. that was, that's comforting. And I feel like you are their voice and I am a recovering biphobic person. So I, f- I feel like... He- you, you could you could just come forward and be like, a, I want to say by ally in the same word, but my brain can't put it together. It's like ally, ally. <laughs> That's what you are, bly, bly, forever bly, forever yeah. bly. I, I, 
feel like you've gone beyond the I'm a recovering bi biphobic person. No, you're a bly now. <laughs> I am a bly, proudly. But... You're a gold star bly. <laughs> <laughs> I will Stop. give you your stars. I don't need much stars. Um, but yeah. that was uh, last week's episode, and that was really, really fun, and I'm glad we got to do that. And yeah. this episode... Well, this week has been kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, you we just did ivf egg extraction mm -hmm. right oh my goodness that was an experience for sure <laughs> and now we're on day six six yeah day six so Tomorrow's you should explain to everyone what happens within the seven days of extraction yeah so for those of you who are new to the ivf world or are thinking about having kids uh we did ivf we're doing reciprocal ivf so we're going to be switching eggs and embryos so i'm going to be making a baby that looks like Jay with her embryo and she's going to make a baby that looks like me with my embryo. And we are in the process of doing my version of IVF because we already did yours last year. Mm -hmm. Jay had the most killer numbers like, like to this day and now having gone through this experience, it's just so bizarre what happened with your story. And if you haven't Caught up on Jay's story. It's on our Instagram at EveNextJ. You also whole, have a couple of podcasts. Yeah, podcasts episodes. on your journey, on your IVF journey. But Jay had eight eggs extracted. Six turned into full embryos. Three are grade A. So you have to do all this testing, right? Uh, and one is a kind of little eh, hanging in there. And then one B. Uh, and we found out that we have three boys and three girls, mm -hmm. which is amazing. I'm not trying to be egg greedy here, but we do have quite a few. Mm -hmm. But those numbers were extremely rare and extremely unheard of. Um, the doctors kind of mentally prepared us for only having one or two because eight was such a low number. Right. And my turn came about. And uh, I guess in the operating room, the doctors kept saying, I kept saying 10, like I want 10. And I guess they were really trying to get 10, but all they can get is six. I kept wanting to say eight, but that's not it. Yeah. Well, when you came out of surgery, you were still under anesthesia and you looked at me and I was like, you did such a good job, babe. Like we, we got six, they got six out. And you looked at me and you're like, eight? Mm -hmm. I was like, no, six, we have six. And you're like, eight? <laughs> and you're like, six. And I'm like, oh, you're like, oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> totally disappointed. <laughs> I was on morphine. Leave me alone. <laughs> no, but I, I think because I'm more of a numbers person, right? So I was like, whoa, if I had, you know, less than eight, if I had six, the odds of me having an embryo is looking like maybe one or two. And that made me so nervous. But I think I was holding on to maybe lightning can strike twice and sure enough uh actually today so you guys will be the first to know we just got our embryo ivf results back and the statistics were right it's looking like i have one uh embryo that survived and i don't know the gender yet i it is a grade a so it is so it's solid viable and it is healthy um, but so far one has like fully survived. There is one that's like kind of hanging in there, but it's a double C. So it's a extra C student. And it's a <laughs> passing grade. It's barely passing. <laughs> like, let's take that with a grain of salt. Um, but there's one. And, uh, I think watching you go through it and it doesn't really matter. Um, 
everybody's circumstance is different. You know, we both did the same medication. We both had the same amount of injections. Well, you 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 went twice, but um, same or, doctor, same, same doctors, clinic. and my numbers were slightly lower than yours. And this was my result. I'm I'm going to be lucky if I have one, and you have six. And I'm very grateful for what we have. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think for me, not only am I just very competitive beyond <laughs> beyond being competitive because I really wanted to like be up there with you, but I think I just thought I would I would have performed better because I am younger, um, and I thought I had like a better chance or better odds. But your age truly doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's whatever you're working with. And um, it's been, I think, a harder struggle numbers-wise for me than it was for you. Yeah, I think you're struggling a little bit. So thank you for being vulnerable. But yeah, I've been saying since day one, we only need one. We're not trying to start a whole soccer team or league here. So we're halfway there. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted it, we have seven <laughs> total. So if you wanted it, we could. But at the end of the day, I just we just want one healthy baby, regardless of us, you know, gender. Yeah. I, and which is which is something that is funny because I wanted a boy. I've always wanted a boy. Are oh, you gonna put this on? You're gonna put this on the podcast because then I'm gonna hold it to you. What do you mean? <laughs> you say what I think you're gonna yeah. say. Because <laughs> I'm gonna pull it up once we get those results. <laughs> Dang it! Where's those my... receipts? <laughs> where's my? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna say it on here. All right. Um, what I was saying was, if, you know, at the end of the day, I've always wanted a boy. I have I have a group of friends who have boys, and I've, I'm the last one of that group to have a baby. And I've always wanted a boy. I've dreamt about boys. Whenever I was asked, like, what my family would look like, I would always <laughs> say I have a boy and then maybe a girl. And yeah. so now being that we, you know, we have one embryo that could potentially be a girl. Yeah. Almost at the end there. of the day, I think I'm at the point where it's okay. Like if if it's a girl, I'm more than happy to carry your embryo, and and we'll <laughs> just do things backwards. We'll aim for the boy after the girl, and it is what it is. Like I think I think the most important lesson for me during this entire process is that I really can't control everything. Yeah, I gotta let go of some things, and for me, yeah. as long as it's a healthy baby, I'm okay with it. Right now, I'm just trying to get a healthy embryo, and it's like the worrying and the stress already starts, and they're not even here, right? You know, and I think this is just kind of a testament to what kind of parents we're going to be. Um, my next question would be, well, first of all, I, I kind of felt like I was in the 1800s a little bit because I was like trying to <laughs> give, you know, I don't know, birth to a male embryo heir. <laughs> I was like, it has to be a boy. But it, it was really nice because there is there is no pressure. And as much as I would love to give you that embryo boy, whatever we get is what we get. Correct. And that, you know, you'll be happy with. And uh, I don't know. What's the next step? Should we do an embryo gender reveal? Like, cause should we do one of those? <laughs> no, we're not doing <laughs> it. We don't know what it's going to be. I mean, this is as close to like hetero and like, well, we're going to get. <laughs> I guess if you want it at the end of the day, they could be whoever, whatever they want to be when they grow up. Could but... you imagine we could do like a whole reveal of like your embryo is? Confetti. Whatever you want, baby cakes. Whatever. I don't know. We, maybe we could bake a turkey and it can be like, you know, if the turkey comes out blue or pink. I don't know. Anyway. Pink turkeys. <laughs> I want to get creative. But you know what? Let's let it go. Can you <laughs> tell she doesn't cook? much <laughs> i thought it would be cool but 
you know, I will be, I will take several seats and be happy with whatever we get. It just, I appreciate and admire your positivity because it has been an emotional journey for me. Yeah. Um, just because I think there's just so much pressure because, you know, even if we do this transfer, it's still not 100% guaranteed. Correct. So for me, if I only have one shot, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of pressure. Like, and I, I don't know. I think our next conversation would be like, do we do this again? Do I, do I try again? Or do we just work with what we got with you? And that's mm. enough. Um, so I think we have some things we have to figure out. IVF is expensive. Yeah. It's literally drained our bank account so much. And we don't even have a baby yet. No. <laughs> so with that said, I mean, I'm open to do whatever it is that you want. Yeah. But I know there's a lot of money that goes behind it. And mm. unfortunately, we don't, we're not getting any help from anybody. Yeah. It's just our pockets so yeah. we'll have to I don't know figure that out when the time comes but whatever whatever yeah. it is that you want I'm sure I mean we pivot left and right so yeah. we'll figure it out I'm like this close to either going on feet finder <laughs> or stripping or starting a GoFundMe I don't know any of those options are on the table right now <laughs> to like figure this out <laughs> I'm joking kind of <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> but, I mean, we'll get there. So let's just hope for the best. I think we get our results in the next couple of weeks. So we'll keep you all posted. Yeah. So that was kind of – well, normally we, we'd like to start this with, like, a, something we learned on TikTok or something fun or, you know, just it happening cheese in the news. Cheese Cheese my hour. Cheese my minutes. Uh, but IVF really just consumed our life. It consumed our brain. It mm -hmm. consumed our emotions. And I, I even turned to you, I was like, what did you learn on TikTok today? And you were like, I don't even remember looking. I can't, gone. It's just embryo, IVF, like your whole brain goes to mm -hmm. mush. Um, and nothing else really matters other yeah. than that in that moment. Yeah. So, sorry guys, no cheese made today. No cheese made no <laughs> today. But I think what we're going to do is rapid fire questions. Yeah, because I do feel like that our Thursdays, there's, yeah. Thursdays. Our, let's talk Thursdays. Um, our questions on Instagram stories are so good and I I get so bummed out because Instagram only lets us do this little tiny caption on, on you know, our feed and there are just so much stuff that we want to go in depth about because um, people are really looking for relationship advice or relationship help or mm -hmm. some type of guidance. Uh, and so I think let's take it to the podcast and help out that way. Let's do it. All righty. So um, I can kick it off and I can sure. ask you the first question. Okay. All right. Question number one. Contestant number one. Question number <laughs> one. Um, how do I know if a relationship is boring because it's healthy or if it just is boring? That's a great question. I think there are a couple of signs. One is if you, if you're, I don't know, if you fight with your partner and you still want to be with your partner, like that's a good sign that it's probably not boring. It's just difficult because there's different communication styles. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a good way to know. Yeah. Um, if you find it boring <laughs> because you come from a toxic environment, mm -hmm. that's another sign of you're probably in oh, the right yeah. relationship. No, I don't. Because I struggle with that a lot. I think you did. You struggled a bit with it in the beginning. Yeah. I I used to hate that we weren't fighting <laughs> because I was so used to the chaos. So I feel like that that was a good sign and that made me feel like being in a quiet environment where you're not yelling at each other was 
not the norm for me. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we were first dating, something that would happen quite a bit was you would feel you would fill our time with other people mm-hmm. all the time. And it would be like Monday through M- Monday, back to Monday. It was hanging out with friends, inviting friends over, hanging out with friends, inviting friends over, going to this thing, going to that thing, always with friends. Mm-hmm. And it was so early on and... You know, I, I was still trying to figure out um, our relationship and our dynamic. But for me, it became a lot. And then I think I just asked you because it was something that I had been thinking about in my head, which was, am I enough? Yeah. Like, can can you have fun with just me? Like, am I enough to, ju- can you be alone with just me and that be enough and that be okay? Or... Do you need to fill your time with everybody else? And I'm I'm not enough. Maybe I got in my head too. I was like, am I boring? Mm. Am I boring <laughs> to hang out with? And you need like five other people or to be overstimulated in this way. And your answer to it was no. You just struggled with telling people no. Yeah. You'd say yes to everything. Yes. And... It was uh, a FOMO, severe FOMO that you would get when everybody would go out and do things and then you would feel like you would get mad. You would get so mad that you missed out. And I told you, well, I'm afraid that we only have this early point in our relationship once and we're going to miss it. And we're going to fill it with everybody else and there's not going to be much left for us. Mm. And can we try to work in some time with just the two of us? And that's when that song would kind of come about when I would tell you, like, can we hang out just the two of us? (laughs) And then you would kind of, like, make fun of me. But it was something that I, you know, I questioned, too. And I don't even think you quite thought about it. And then now you tell me, can it just be the two of us? Can (laughs) we just hang out? Can you and I just go on a vacation? Because we haven't done that in a long time. Just you and I. It's always with people. And I think healthy balance is great, too. No, spot on. And I can't even, I mean, thinking about why I would fill in the space, I think that before you, my friends were my family. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like that was a priority for me to, like, spend time with them and make sure that they knew I loved them and making them a priority before you. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the relationships that I was in before you also were super toxic. Mm. So I probably didn't want to hang out with them to begin with. (laughs) Just being honest. (laughs) Well, I I could see your dynamic with your friends was it was a it was built a lot on gifts and like Mm. acts of service. So you're I would see you needing to either bring them gifts or buy them gifts or pay for experiences. Like when we would go out, if you had enough shots, it would be like all rounds on me. (laughs) And I'm like, whoa, okay. (laughs) But you get excited. I do. Or cooking for everybody all the time. But I saw you when we were talking with your mom, how every Sunday you would go over and you would bring her food. And it was this kind of routine that you would make happen all the time. And I think you realize if I stopped doing all these things for everybody else, because at a certain point, I think you saw how much it drained your bank account Mm -hmm. and how tired you were for hanging out with everyone all the time. And to do things for everybody else like if somebody needed something you were there if somebody you know needed anything it was you were just a phone call away and everybody knew you would never say no 
And so I think you can, it, there came a point where like you just realize, is the friendship still there mm-hmm. if I say no? And then I realize if the friendship isn't there anymore because I said no, then they probably really weren't friends to begin with. Which is how I ended up friendless. That's not. <laughs> Your friends are going to be so mad that you said that. <laughs> At the time, my new friends are awesome. My current <laughs> friends are great. awesome. They're but great. Pre- yeah, past friends were shit. Yeah. Quality over quantity. Yeah, totally. But, I mean, to elaborate on that, finding really good quality friends isn't easy, especially queer friends. And so that's kind of where we got the idea for our Queer Friends Mixer and now Singles Power Hour. (laughs) Do you want to tell them about that? Yeah. So we're having a Friends Mixer and a Single Power Hour this Saturday at Roxanne's in Long Beach. And I'm really excited because we facilitated one previously a couple months back and it went great. Yeah. There's a ton of great energy. We ended up making a ton of friends with, with strangers. Yeah. And everybody clicked really well. And I think it's really hard as you get older to make quality friends. Um, And sometimes you don't want to, like, it's really hard to talk to someone that you just met at the club, you know, with a bunch of noise or at night. So it's really nice that we're doing it in the daytime. And I think that makes all the difference. It does. There's also going to be, you know, drinks and food available. So it kind of takes away all the stress and anxiety of meeting someone as well. Yeah. And I think. And your questions. And my questions. And your icebreaker bingo. Yeah, I made an icebreaker bingo (laughs) for everyone. And I made custom, like, prompt questions that are themed. So there's going to be certain tables that will be travel themed for those that want to travel and find friends that like to travel. And there's another one for foodies, so people that love to, to eat yeah. out. Um, they can exchange information and go out on foodie dates <laughs> and so on. So I think, I don't know, I love it. Um, I think we did a great job the last time. Yeah, and this is still something that we're learning and evolving with, and we get feedback every time. So I'm excited to see what we learn and the people we meet this time around. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to do the Singles Power Hour, the Singles Which Family is new. Hour. Which is new um, because it is, as much as it is, uh, as much as it is hard to make friends, it's also hard to date. Yes, <laughs> especially in LA. Yeah, and and dating in real life, not just on a cyber app and stuff. And what's cool is I feel like people who follow our page, listen to the podcast, thank you, um, and are just kind of in our social circle, like deeper connections. Yeah. And that was kind of the whole point of all this. Yeah, yeah, no surface stuff. No, no boring. Let's get no, deep. no boring stuff. And not boring because it's healthy, like boring because it's like genuinely boring questions like what's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your trauma right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I hope I answered that question right. Yeah. I mean, I I would guess to like sum it up, you have to really understand what your what is boring to you. Yeah. Is boring something where something interesting isn't happening or you're not being stimulated in a certain way? Because that's an easy fix. Like if you're an extrovert and love to be outside, then that's easy. You just talk to your partner and just say like, hey, let's do outside things. But if you're saying it's boring because you're not fighting, because there's no conflict, because there isn't cheating or some form of tension all the time, then that's not that's not boring that's being in a healthy relationship and your dynamic for what is a relationship you know has been a certain way for so long and I think the best example I've seen of this is 
like when you're sailing uh, in the ocean, right? And you're uh, a captain of a boat and you're used to choppy weather, crazy, you know, storms. And then all of a sudden you're in water and it's calm. You're going to think something's wrong. You're going to want to go back to the chaos of the storm and the ups and downs and all of those things because that's what you're used to. But when you're calm and you're in these calm waters, it's natural to not know what to do with it. It's natural to want to leave it. But at the end of the day, one is safe and one isn't. And safety is scary sometimes too, especially if it's not what you're used to. But that doesn't mean it's bad for you because one is bad, it's very dangerous, and one is healthy and it's safe. And I think just training your brain to really realize that just because it's calm doesn't mean it's boring. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well said, baby. Where's my... Is that just a... That was great. You want to ask the next question? I got you. All right. Next question. How can I help my partner that holds back and struggles with communication and vulnerability. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> how, can I, how can I help my partner? I would say what I learned the most in this relationship to help my partner who's struggling with communication. Which is, was a thing. Which was a big in thing. In this relationship. A big thing. Um, because both of us did not want to do this. Like, we went kicking and screaming to change. And... We were angry. We were, I don't know, uh, intense about changing. But it's because it was something that needed to happen. And it was something that maybe we didn't want to happen in the moment. But we definitely needed it. Like, they don't call it growing pains for nothing. It was definitely painful. Like <laughs> it, And it was an emotional pain, I guess, to mm-hmm. grow. But that's just because we're so used to just crunching ourselves in these little cocoons and wanting to stay small and, and you know, be in this, like, toxic behavior because that's all we've ever known. But to grow and actually, like, spread your wings and to, like, you know, fly in a better relationship, it takes it, – it's pain. And it's funny because we always have these conversations where I tell you, man, like, it's so hard to always have to do the right thing. It's so hard to always have to turn your cheek and be the bigger person, especially when it doesn't come naturally, right? This is all things that you've learned through time by unlearning bad habits. Yeah. But it's not fun. And sometimes there are days where I just want to not be the better person. (laughs) She does not want the Michelle Obama. (laughs) Sometimes, no. Sometimes it's just like, shit, I just want to, like, go back to my old self. Mm -hmm. Um. Which isn't, I mean, I think it it isn't healthy, obviously, but it's also just human nature. Like, I think it's really, I don't know, I think it's it's going to come in waves. Yeah. For sure. It's not going to be 100, 100% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's also something that we should acknowledge and talk about more. Just mm-hmm. having to, the struggle of having to unlearn and practice. Like, that is tough. That yeah. is hard to always want to be the big, bigger person. I will say I think what I struggled with the most in the beginning of our relationship was not getting my way. Mm. I In my previous relationships, <laughs> shout out to my exes, I guess, uh, <laughs> they would always, they would let me get away with murder. And I would push that line to know how much I could get away with all the time. 
all the time. And what am I buying you about But with me. Denied. Oh my gosh. I could never. I could. The stuff I would get away with my exes, I could never get away with you ever yeah. in a million years. But it, it was interesting because I would get away with it. And if I didn't get away with it, I would just move on. I was like, I'll move to somebody else who can like, you know, not put their foot down. And that was something that like, I would have such a dominant personality that I knew at the end of the day, the person I would end up with needed to be dominant. When you have two dominant people, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to like go head to head like goats the majority of the time, you know? Goats, rams? Rams. rams. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Cows? Chickens? Uh, we're going to go head to head. And it, that ended up happening quite a bit. But I knew I couldn't treat you the same way I would treat my past relationships because I ultimately wanted to stay in this one. If I want to stay, I really got to I gotta sit down and take some seats and be mm -hmm. humble and really try. And it's not going to always be my way. I have to compromise. Look at that growth. <laughs> But I would go kicking and screaming. Oh, I believe oh, it. Oh, yeah. When I was like, I want this. And you're like, that's cool, too. It's not going to happen. You know, so it, it's, it's taken time. But, you know, here we are. And it's not 100 all the time. Sometimes I do get a little fussy when I don't get my way. But I think we both do. Oh, yeah. But, but that's we normal. Try. It's fussy and not angry. Yeah. But we'll say that, too. You're like, oh, you're a little fussy right now. <laughs> Yeah, but that's just Pick because we had day. to compromise. <laughs> Take a different day. Pick that's always day. our saying. Whenever one of us is having a, a more stressful day than the other, we look at each other and we say, "Pick a different day." So this is my day, mm -hmm. and the other person respects that because sometimes we need we need to just be a little brat sometimes and just yeah. get it out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's healthy. At least your partner's letting you know, like warning you, you pick a different day because today is not going to be your day if you're going to go into head with me. And just yep. respect, <laughs> respect it. And that works for us. So maybe it'll work for you. Pick a different day. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the new saying. Um, all right. Question number three. Do it. How to learn to trust people again after being hurt and let down over and over and over Oof. and over again? <laughs> I guess I want to understand this question better. Are you, is the same person that you're trying to trust again, the person that has let you down over and over and over again? Or are we talking about just being let down in general and then letting people in to trust? Hmm. You know, because those are two different scenarios. Like, okay, let's try it. Okay, scenario number one, it's a person that keeps, that keeps letting you down. I would cut them out immediately because that sounds to me like you've given them one, two, three many chances. Three many. How many chances would you give a person? Um, Be honest. Three. Three? Yeah. I think that's honest. I know. Three too many. <laughs> and that's that's like, that's part of my downfall too. I'm I'm like it's a firm a believer. I, be I actually like that a Aww, lot about you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in people changing and I think that change happens over time, right? So like, I've had friends that have failed me early on in our friendship because they're dumb and in their 20s. And then they grow up a little bit and they become better, right? Mm -hmm. And then maybe they've had, we've had a fallout because, I don't know, they've, they're going through like a divorce or like a breakup or something and then they kind of turn into a shitty friend, which is 
not accept like I understand that's like shitty mm-hmm. but if I think I don't know I think as people and human beings we stumble like yeah. it's it's human to like have those periods of times through your life where things are just different and you unfortunately like there's different circumstances so I don't know I'm just a big believer in giving people second or a third chance but if if you're just a shitty person across the board and there's nothing no traumatic experience or events that are happening in your life and you're just just a shitty person then no I'm I'm cool with that like I'm pretty quick to let you go but I have a lot of empathy in that way for people I've seen it um the other day we were driving in the car and we were talking about your mom yeah and uh you were kind of telling me your history and growing up and when we were first dating, you were you were talking with her and hanging out with her, like essentially had a relationship. And I think I asked you, and I ask you out of curiosity, not out of judgment. You know, like why, why did you have a relationship with her? Why did you have a any sort of like connection with her? And I think that's just your heart. You know, you want to mm-hmm. try and you want to give people the benefit of the doubt um, that they could change. And I think if anybody has shown me that, it's you, that people can change. And you can give them um, time. You can give them a chance. Um, It's not for everybody. Not everybody deserves it. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that's why I'm very lenient towards giving people a second chance. Because, like, I'm I'm not the person that I was in my 20s sitting here now, you know. I've gone through some crazy... I, crazy things like I've yeah. like I've mentioned before I've cheated I've lied mm-hmm. I've definitely not been the nicest person mm-hmm. and it also had to do with my circumstances and what I was given and what I had to do to get to yeah. who I am now so yeah yeah I think anybody can change if they want to change but that's mm-hmm. that's the question right do they learn from their mistakes are they understanding why you can't trust them and are they working towards earning your trust Forgiveness is definitely something that I struggle with yes. a lot. So that has been something that I'm still stuck in my cocoon and I'm growing and I'm trying. <laughs> growing trying, like y'all. an inch, inch, guys, like like half a pinky. Half a pinky a year. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got four little pinkies now. Yes. Um, but I will say I definitely struggle with forgiveness. It's, it's hard for me and it doesn't matter how much I, I love or care about a person. I... I just immediately go to this very cold place yeah. where you're dead to me. Yeah. Of. And I said, <laughs> she's very, laughing because it's true. You're very mafia in that sense. Uh, yeah. Like your wall just goes straight up. As soon mm-hmm. as you feel some sort of um, dishonesty yeah. or disloyalty, you're mm-hmm. just one and done. And I, I will say like there, there was a time. So for me, so for me, for this context, uh, I had an aunt who uh, yelled at me, I think, when I was, like, 14. And, like, she un... She, not rightfully. Uh, she just took out her anger on me, right? For no reason. On a kid. She was an adult who was being a bully and took her frustration out on a kid. And I remember that being, like, 10 or 11. And I never forgave her for that. I'm like X'd out in my book. I never <laughs> want to speak to you again as like an 11 year old. Fast forward 20 years later or whatever. And, you know, she's trying to come back in my life. And like my mom was dying of cancer and she ended, she was my mom's best friend slash cousin at the time. And um, so I 
saw her around quite a bit and she's like, I want to help. I want to be there. And, you know, 10 year old me is like, don't trust her. (laughs) She yelled at you that one time. Don't ever forgive her for that. And then this other half of me is like, well, it's been, you know, almost 20 years. Like maybe she's changed and she is trying to help me. Like, let's give her a chance. Right. And I don't give people chances like that. What that 10 year old voice normally is the stronger voice in my head. <laughs> and I listen to her. <laughs> but this time I was like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to try. And I was still not super close, but kept her at arm's length and, you know, was trying to develop this relationship. And then we had a huge fallout where she did and said things to me that were unforgivable, extremely mm-hmm. nasty. and. I go and I think back and I'm like, you know, should I have forgiven her? Like half of me was like, this is why I don't trust people. This is why I don't forgive people. This is why I don't give people second chances. And I think my brain wanted to go there. Like old Eden and old toxic me was like, I told you so. Don't trust people. But the growth with Jay, (laughs) wifey me, (laughs) who has learned, says, don't beat yourself up for giving somebody a chance and for trying because ultimately that speaks volumes to who I am and not to, you know, yeah, to you had who right. I am. And it also speaks volumes to who she is. That even 20 years later, you still haven't changed. Right. But I have. And instead of now I'm an adult and I can equally pop off on you and treat you the way that you treated me, I'm not going to. I'm going to Michelle Obama and take the higher road and then just not give you another chance. And that's it. Done and done. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that so, gross. You can give people a chance to an extent. Will I give her a third one? Probably not. No, it's I don't think she deserves it. Not how As I As someone who gives everybody a bunch of chances, I think, uh, <laughs> I think she's done. Two's my max. <laughs> so I think just know what your max is. Just know what your max is. Know what you're willing to give and forgive and be okay with that and be at peace with that. And I don't need to forgive anybody for nobody. Not for me. I forgive myself. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, well, thank you. I think what something we haven't done in a minute is we haven't pulled one of our intimacy cards. Let's do it. I think we should kind of close it with that. Sure. Let's see. I think you answered the last one. So I'll pull one. I don't remember what colors these are. Let's see. Yellow. Good old yellow. Whoop. We help you. Please. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, oh, this is a good one. Oh, no. Can you remember what I was wearing when we first met? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's paint the picture. It's um, a hot summer day. It was a hot summer day. I was 45 minutes late. In Venice Beach. In Venice Beach. You had your orange bikini top. Oof. Mm-hmm. You had your little uh, brown sandals. Your little brown chunky sandals because it was near Venice Beach. Uh, and you also had these yellow wavy pants, yellow and white striped wavy, like flowy pants. Ooh, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you had your hair down and it was curly and it was pink. Aww. Yeah. Where's my aww? Jeez, I suck today with buttons. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. She's resting. That's so cute. Aww. The question is do you remember what I was wearing? Oh, man. Pressure's on. Okay. I think you were wearing um, heel sandals. What does that mean? Like, they were like, they, they were heels. <laughs> what is a heel sandal? 
sandal. Well, I don't know. I don't really wear heels. They're like heels, but they... The, there are heels and I mean, there are sorry. sandals. What are heel sandals? Well, it wasn't like a closed heel shoe. Open-toed heels. Open-toed heel. That's what she was wearing. <laughs> I do not know heels. She was wearing that and you were wearing jeans. I was wearing jeans. Yeah. And you were wearing a black and white top, like mm -hmm. a checkered, like, it just was a top. And then you were wearing this fanny pack with a bunny on it or like a. Yeah, it was a bunny. All right. Oh, Look at man. that. Okay. Okay. Shaking <laughs> See that? <laughs> and I have horrible memories. So I was really freaking out right now. Uh, I, I was thinking out for you. I was like, man, I'm going to ace this. I don't know how you're going to do. <laughs> I think we have time. We can pull one more. Go for it. It's your turn. Oh, man. Please don't give me another memory question because I feel like after IBF, I just like lost all my oh, Wow, you're, you're avoiding the yellow on purpose. <laughs> is, that, is that a memory one? Oh, okay. What's your favorite meal and why? Okay. You're asking me? Yeah, it's a foodie question. Oh, this is a great question. I can eat Italian food every day mm -hmm. on the hour for the rest of my life. I love Italian. Bolognese, all chicken alfredo, um, Parmesan chicken, like literally anything, anything Italian. I think I'm secretly Italian. That's why she stays so skinny. Yeah. Pizza. <laughs> yeah. I think anything within that genre is my favorite. Now, what I like to make. My favorite dish that I like to make, and I could probably make it forever, is my honey pepper salmon, which is Bum. to die for. Uh, but I didn't say why. Oh, why? Yeah. Why? I don't know why Italian is my favorite. I think I was raised on pizza, <laughs> and that might, might have to do with it. And you know what? My mom would always, I think triggered her memory, my mom would always make chicken alfredo like once a week. Really? While I was growing up. And it was decent. Like, oh, it wasn't okay. bad. It was actually pretty good. And I think that's kind of like a core memory. So maybe that's why, subconsciously. Mm -hmm. And I grew up on a lot of pizza. Like, that was the cheapest thing my mom could buy us. So yeah, every Friday we had pizza. Um, my favorite meal. Tell me. Uh, I'm going to die on this hill. Is you? <laughs> and that is all. <laughs> why? Because it's delicious. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot. You keep making our episodes X rated. I mean, they asked a question and I answered. You did. I didn't say how. I didn't say. They said, "What is your favorite meal?" That's what I said, and I said what I said. I, I regret can't. nothing. Where is this? <laughs> she belongs to the streets. Oh my god, <laughs> that's a button. <laughs> I can't with you. Okay, on that note, since <laughs> clearly I belong to the streets, let me let you guys know what's coming down the pipeline because we have a lot going. Yes. Speaking of people on the streets, we're taking Preciosa Night to the streets. Yes, we are. Uh -huh. We will be having our one-year anniversary party on May 20th in Boyle Heights. Yeah. Um, and we're pulling out the red carpet because it's our one year of throwing this party. Going big. Been a long road and we love our community so literally expect so many special guests and performers for the night and giveaways and all the fun things hopefully some mm -hmm. merch because y'all keep asking for merch and so i think we're finally doing it before that we're gonna go to new york on yeah, may 13th the saturday before 
first time in New York with Preciosa crew. Yeah. And we're bringing all of our friends, our drag kings. It's going to be a celebration. It's going to be so fun. And we're going to bring a couple of our friends. They're going to have our friends' friends there. It's going to be a good time. And I can't wait to see the New York vibes. Me too. So if you haven't snagged a ticket, please head to our website, link in bio, grab a ticket because tickets are selling out fast. Preciosanight.com. And until next time. Wait, 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 wait. Also, leave five stars on this podcast if you like what you hear. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Make sure to leave those five stars. They're really important to us and they help us with our ratings. And we really want to continue this podcast. And if you don't feel comfortable sliding in the DMs and you have a question that's like bigger, please feel free to send us an email at dnxj at gmail.com. We will definitely take your questions and bring your advice here to the podcast because it gives us a lot more time than like a hundred and you know 30 seconds to do it so yeah well we love to hear from you and with that being said yeah bye, bye.